yeah so food 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 um tapping into coming like off of thanksgiving right yeah coming off of thanksgiving kind of tapping a little bit back into like the synthetic factory made things versus natural uh foods and such and then including that all in the holidays well good luck (laughs) um i don't know i know for me for instance like thanksgiving so thanksgiving used to be like my favorite holiday ever as far because like i loved the food i will eat three plates of everything until i feel like i don't want to move and then more and then more like for our family it used to be a huge thing and then dessert Mm -hmm. and now that like our diet has significantly shifted to where like we try to eat like pretty as close to vegan as possible there's times where you eat a piece of pizza it does not settle well the next day but sometimes you just got to do it but so we went into Thanksgiving with like, okay, there's probably not going to be a lot of stuff that like we're going to be able to eat or gonna, going to want to eat this year. And I went into it like, I'm not overly hungry right now. I had a big breakfast. I'm only going to take a little bit of a couple things. And as I'm loading up my plate, I just couldn't stop myself. And then the next day, like for like a solid 24 hours, just felt like garbage. Just terrible and so yeah like the like so like what like why do we do that to ourselves like why you know and like every time we do that like we're always just like why why did we do that it tasted real good but like we know the outcome it's not gonna be fun and it's like I don't know I think for me I have a significant addiction to process like sugar foods that I'm working myself slowly out of in snack mm-hmm. foods, which is why when Ronan's here, we bond real well over a bag of Cheetos or anything. Bag that goldfish. Exactly. <laughs> Pizza goldfish. But like, <laughs> I even noticed like the other night eating, like I have this weak spot for cool ranch Doritos. And just these past couple nights when I've been trying to eat a few, I feel terrible after. And I'm like, okay, clearly mm. I need to stop eating these. But it's like, I don't know. It's convenient. It's an addiction, really. Yeah. I mean, like the sugar, the addiction to sugar and processed foods is like real. I've gotten oh, myself yeah. out of that habit oh, yeah. a couple times, but it takes a solid two weeks to really get yourself away from that and not feel like you have to indulge in something. Yeah, if not, that you if shouldn't not be more, eating. So, yeah, because there was for me like. I'm like, I don't know if you guys have heard like the blood type diet, but that's something that like my mom has always been kind of a big proponent of. And like when I was working with Ashley, she was talking about that too. But like, so I'm like, oh, positive and like, oh, blood types are supposed to be like, you know, a lot of meat eating and stuff like that. I was vegan when I was in college and it turned out terribly. I ended up with pica, like just horrible, like nutrient and like just all sorts of issues. So after that, um, I kind of bounced around for a while and I did keto for a little bit and that kind of messed me up too. Cause I didn't do it the right way. So then I was like looking into, uh, just different types of diets and things like that. My stepmom actually, um, started doing the carnivore diet like a while ago and she did it, I think for like two years or something like that. And she really enjoyed it, but obviously like the price of meat 
is insane. <laughs> like just to eat only meat is like really intense. But I actually found somebody, um, Michaela Peterson. I don't know if you guys have heard of Jordan Peterson, but his daughter, Michaela, she grew up with like horrible health issues. Like, I mean, by the time that she was two, she was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. And like, by the time she was like 19, had already had like a hip replacement, like ankle surgery and like all sorts of stuff like that. So she looked into the carnivore diet and then kind of created this like lion diet, which basically is kind of the same, like eating primarily meat, but being totally off of processed food. And like, for me personally, like after Thanksgiving, like we, so I, I hate turkey. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope everybody's witnessing this. What is he doing? Leave it. <laughs> he's trying to get he's like, no. my tissue that's up here because he's obsessed with Oh my goodness. Down. Sir. No, 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 no. Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> drop it. Drop it. He doesn't want to drop See, it. That, that was my short adapter. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, jeez. Got it. My goodness. <laughs> Slight interruption. It's all good. Sir. Sir. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that. Excuse me, I was talking. I was talking, sir. No, it's good. Um, but you know, like processed food and stuff like that. And one of the things for me personally, like after the holidays, I felt horrible. So I hate turkey. We didn't do a turkey because I just I hate it. I cannot stand turkey. So we did steak instead. But then we had mm. like you know desserts. We had cookies from Crumble, which. I don't know if you guys know what that is because it's kind of West Coast mm-hmm. thing, but crumble. We had cookies and then we made these like apple turnovers and we had like green bean casserole and mashed potatoes, and, like all this stuff that like normally I don't eat. So I felt horrible and like I really did not feel good up until like yesterday. And then like today I'm like back on my regular diet and stuff like that. But like one of the things too that's really important with like processed food and sugar, and I think the reason why a lot of people stop early like instead of like you mentioned like it's two weeks usually I'd even argue it's longer than that because a lot of people he's throwing a fit over there oh yeah he's really begging for some attention Mm -hmm. when his when his other mom is sick he gets real annoyed that he's not getting the attention from her he's like what the heck that's funny oh my goodness okay anyway but (laughs) there's um I don't know if you guys have heard of like candida but like candida overgrowth, that's Mm -hmm. real. And like, especially for those of us that eat a lot of sugar, like feel like we're addicted to sugar, like processed foods, like it's so tough. And like when I was in, I was in college, like right after college, I think I like detoxed out of that. It took like six weeks. It took like a full two months for me to like actually like detox out of it. It was horrible. It felt like I had the flu Like, people always say, like, the strongest addiction on earth, like, more than, like, hard drugs and meth and stuff like that is sugar because it's Mm -hmm. absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And the effect that sugar has on your brain is the same exact – is the same exact effect that those drugs have on your brain. That's literally – and so if you look at processed foods, you no wonder you crave it all. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the processed sugar, like corn syrup and what is it? High fructose corn syrup and mm-hmm. there's another one. Mm, white sugar. I don't know what it's called. Maybe yeah, there's a new like the, yeah, you know, the like really brilliant white one. Um, yeah, like right. granulated. Like, 
it's not the granular, sugar, regular Florida yeah. crystal, whatever the heck it is. <laughs> <laughs> it has like no not naturalness left to it. Um, yeah. Those especially, especially the corn syrup though. Yeah. And it's like in pretty much everything. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It is in everything. Exactly. You know, if you're trying to go and stay away from everything, good luck. Like basically mm -hmm. take processed food out of your diet, like entirely. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, you know, especially like for those of us that still work in corporate where we have like, you know, jobs that tax us. Like the last thing you want to do when you get home is cook, you know, a meal or something. It's just easier to grab like a snack in the cabinet or, you know, a frozen mm -hmm. food or, you know, pre-made something. Fast food. Don't get me started. You know, anything, right? <laughs> like, and, you know, even for me, right? Like, I feel like I, I know a lot of stuff about this topic, but I'm I'm just as bad as everybody else. Like, you know, hey, yeah, we're running late or Aaron's got soccer. We're running around and it's like, oh, yeah, let's just grab, you know, bird call, which is like yeah. a better version of Chick-fil-A, by the way. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Colorado thing. <laughs> but still, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's really good if you guys get the chance. But, you know, like, and then, but then like, I don't know, from it's, the just, economic it's interesting. And then like the economic standpoint of it, too, is like it's really expensive to eat healthy foods. Like even mm -hmm. as like having like a good income, like you go to the store mm -hmm. and you buy like a few things all from the produce section. And you're like, what did I just spend a hundred dollars on? Like, mm -hmm. and, and people can't yeah. mm -hmm. afford that, which is then why they're buying processed yeah. foods and canned foods. And then, and then like in regards to like the meat thing, is like all like most of the meat that you buy from a grocery store is still processed in a way or it's filled with hormones or it's filled with antibiotics mm -hmm. and like all these things yes. and like and we've always said that like we would go back like there's times where like we'll eat venison or you know things like that that we know have not been processed and our bodies react perfectly fine to it but like mm -hmm. if you eat something meat wise from the store forget about it and so, like, we've always oh, said, yeah. like, if we can find somebody to, like, buy a cow from or split a cow or something that's like that. That's what we did you, last year. Yeah, which, we did that you know, last then, year with my family. So that's the only reason why we eat as much meat as we do is because we have all that. We have a freezer stocked full. But then it's like not everybody can afford that stuff or not everybody has the access to that. Like, thankfully, we're in Colorado and we're in an area of Colorado where there's, like, local ranchers that are not that far out. And they'll drive, you know, to the springs to come drop off your, you know, produce and drop off your meat and stuff like that you know but it's like you know if you're in an inner city or if you're like in the middle of the country and they just don't have anything around like what else are you gonna do right right it's crazy yeah. don't mm -hmm. get me started on the, all the conspiracy of all of it either because i'll, I'll go <sighs> off the rails here so <laughs> oh for sure. the, the whole beginning mm -hmm. of all this is moving away from natural everything you know, in exactly, you know, the um, so I, I also eat predominantly plant based diet, call it plant based diet because you know, vegan is more it's a triggering term for many, and it also implies <laughs> that you can buy anything that has been hurting some sort of animal and can't really guarantee that. So for me, it's more right. so plant based, but I will say that there are a lot of plant based foods that you should not be eating at all just like there's a lot oh, yeah. of processed foods in general that you should be eating at all 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would say that if people want to label things as healthy, but really don't want to take the time to actually learn what the heck does healthy even mean. Um, and they just they just see a, a label that says, you know, it looks green and it's healthy-ish, quote unquote, um, but it actually isn't. If it says low low sugar, for example, or low calorie, okay, then there's something really wrong with this product. Mm-hmm. Um, nine Absolutely. times out of ten, um, those things mm-hmm. cause other issues, and then you're wondering why you're still unhealthy or you're exactly. experiencing your symptoms or getting worse symptoms or whatever it may be. Um, yep. And right. also, I, yeah, I um, wonder about the. Oh, just sorry, sorry. The also the the factor of like looking at your plate and seeing what color is your plate these days. Predominantly, it's all brown. Mm-hmm. There's no. Mm-hmm. There's not even like real color in there mm-hmm. or white. <laughs> if you go to like the real, <laughs> you know, bleached version of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's it. And that's what we like have talked about is like, just because you're buying a quote unquote plant-based food, but you're getting it out of the freezer section at the grocery store. Doesn't really, you might as well just go eat all the other stuff that you really want anyway, you know? And like, yep. But that goes back to like, Lexi, what you were saying is like people, like you just don't have most people, if you're in corporate and you're this and that, you don't have the time to like make your own veggie burgers and do all the things and, or afford the ingredients that it takes to buy all them. And so, and like, and just the Mm -hmm. cost of even buying all the processed stuff is insane. Like, yeah, I just like, I look at it and I'm like, no, this is not even worth it. Might as well just go. (laughs) Get that bag of Doritos, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Right. Then, Might as well. Just eat what you actually want. Yeah, I was going to say, uh-huh. too, from, like, Alex, you were talking about, like, some of this stuff has, like, worse stuff in it. You know, like, just because it says it's, you know, zero sugar, low fat, you know, low carb, whatever. Like, you really have to be questioning that because, like, for example, my mom, like, when we were younger, she used to drink Diet Coke like it was nobody's business. Like, mm-hmm always had a case of diet Coke everywhere, was always drinking it, like drank that more than she drank water. And it was like, she thought in her head, it was like, well, because it's diet and there's no sugar, like, okay, great. Like that's so much better for me. But then, you know, come to find out like five or 10 years later, it's like, okay, yeah, but now you're just ingesting like metric tons of aspartame. And like, that is the worst thing ever for you. (laughs) Like there's no comparison. So it's like, on that kind of synthetic like the way that we've traded like as a society like oh yeah sugar isn't good for you so here have the sugar alternative the sugar alternative is so much worse than the actual sugar to begin with so it's like what, yeah. what are we you know what are what are we doing here right you know like, the chemical that low, we made in the lab. Low fat. yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh yeah it's so much better for you but huh <clears throat> No, like right. if you want sugar, just go have the regular Coke. Because right. like, right. at the end of the day, there's going to be less stuff in it than the diet. But, you know, like my mom, you know, grew up in the age, like my grandma raised them with like low fat, no fat, no salt, like all that stuff. And just thinking about that from like a biology standpoint, just chemistry, like think about the way that our right. bodies are made up. If you have no mm-hmm. salt, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> like You're going to end up with right. horrible health issues. You know, and like now it's to the point too, like as an adult, she doesn't want to eat things with a lot of salt or, you know, healthy, you know, fats and things like that, because like the taste and the texture and like just the mental, the mental thing of it, like she's just kind of like, oh God, like, I don't, you know, I don't want that. 
you know, like, oh, I don't know, like, it's not good for you. But it's like, no, that is good for you. That's what's good for right. you, not the, you know, other. Right. Yeah. Have you, like, in, like, thinking about, like, too, like, so, like, when we shifted, like, our diet a lot, and, like, especially for me, like, I know, like, I got a lot of comments from people who were, like, why would you? Sir. Really? <laughs> I... <laughs> Go lay down. <laughs> huh. But like people who would be like, well, why are you doing that? Why aren't you like, I know like for like my parents, when I said, yeah, we're going to, we'll come over for dinner, but like, I, we're not going to eat meat. <laughs> my mom was like, what, it, wait, what? Like, what does that mean? Like, so what, what should I make? Because like for us, meat was like such a, me, me growing up, like meat was such a staple in our diet. Like every dinner was cooked with some sort of like meat. And it's funny because it almost seems like sometimes people get offended when you're like, no, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. And it's like trying not to say, well, like you're not bad and I'm better than you. It's just like, it's a difference of opinion. And like, now that I know what it feels like to not have certain foods in my body, I'm like, oh, so like, that's why you just feel terrible all the time because you're just putting all this stuff into your body, but you don't know the difference because you've never eliminated it. And so then when you finally do, you're like, oh, okay. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel tired. I don't feel all of these negative things of that, all of these processed things put into our body. And then even like the, like hormones and like, like, I mean, if you, if people have read any research as far as like our agriculture and like our meat industry and our seafood, like it's, first of all, we're, we're, killing everything with it but like in addition to that we're just pumping our own bodies full of like more more hormones more antibiotics and then we wonder why we have all these weird crazy health issues you know down the line and like it really a lot of it stems back to food which you know yeah it's interesting the balance of food as well yeah Mm -hmm. The, the balance of like what it is that we eat has also gone, I, w- I would say haywire. Um, I remember when I was a, like a kid, like uh, my mom always said that when she was growing up, they, they rarely ate like chicken or anything like that because it was so expensive. So their diet was predominantly just like beans, rice, whatever vegetables they could grow in their garden. Um, she Granted, she's from a different country, but, uh, and then we, growing up here in the United States and my dad is a steak and potatoes guy. So I grew up quite often eating steak and potatoes. And then when my dad would cook and then my mom was some sort of vegetable and some sort of grain thing. Um, and I remember when I, when I like started to switch over, it was mainly because my, at that point through college and everything, my diet was just ramen noodles, hot dogs, uh, (laughs) some sort of beef burger. And that was it. There was nothing else. And so, of course, I'm going to be feeling quite horribly. Um, and then that kind of spiraled over into like, well, I need to change my diet to this. And so I went into all kinds of yo-yoing and swinging and trying all kinds of stuff. And at the end of it, I was like, F all of this stuff. It's all making me feel terrible. I started getting aches and pains and gaining weight in places I didn't know you could gain weight. Having <laughs> symptoms I didn't know you could have symptoms of. Um, and then when I switched over and I just eliminated all the process, most of the process, I can't say all, because of course I love mac and cheese and 
you know, I have those things too. <laughs> um, I I feel so much better now. Um, in fact, like I go days without having a salad. I think like I feel like I need something cold. I always feel like I need something cold in my diet, and I think that everybody's composition depending on like where they came from and all that also has to do with it. Like some people mm-hmm. need more, more, more warm foods and some people need colder foods and lighter foods. I think there's something to it. Um, and I think we just treat everybody. This is the food pyramid. Everybody has to eat this way. Mm-hmm. Just kind of crazy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. some people are more, uh, is it pre predisposed to have, to having more cravings towards a certain food group? than others, um, mm-hmm. like sugars or, you know, cars or whatever it is that it may be that affects that individual. Um, I know people that I grew up with that didn't like meat at all, like not because they were like vegetarian or any, or vegan or anything. They didn't, that term didn't even truly exist when I was a kid. It was just, they didn't like the texture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but mm-hmm. I think like uh, a lot of the the issues is like the processed, not knowing what balance means um, and not really taking the time to understand your own body and what makes you feel good. Um, I don't know where I'm going with. There's no point to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lexi, were you saying something about? I think you were saying talking about, about when you were something, at school. Yeah. When you were at school. Oh, I, it was just on the topic of you know hormones and stuff like that. It's just interesting because when I was in class and stuff, there was a I don't remember why we were talking about it either because it was a psych class. But for whatever reason, my professor was talking about how it's really interesting to look at like the data from I was probably like child development or something like that, but. Um, it's interesting to look at the data year over year from like the 1800s on girls that go into puberty and like the age that they do, because it was a really weird phenomenon. Like after the sixties, like really the fifties, but like 60s, 70s, especially. And then like into today, the average age for when young girls go into puberty has like been like decreasing. So, you know, most girls wouldn't start until, you know, 14, 15, 16, sometimes 17, 18, even way back in the day. And now all of a sudden you're seeing young girls that are like going into puberty as early as like, you know, early, like 10, nine, eight, somewhere around in there. And it's like absolutely insane. And the only thing that you can really figure out is, are you drinking milk? Are you eating food? (laughs) Are you having, you know, like meat that's raised with antibiotics or, you know, cheese? You know, I've, there was something when we bought, some of the stuff for Thanksgiving, like we we're supposed to make, I was supposed to make cheesy potatoes because that was just something that sounded great for both of us. And I don't usually eat dairy. So if we do, usually I get organic, but the place that we went to just didn't have anything. So we ended up having to just get like the regular cheese. And it was the weirdest thing to me because I haven't, I haven't bought, purchased or ate any of that kind of stuff in such a long time. Like if I was eating dairy, it's like strictly like the organic kind and you know, whatever. 
But like now I get, they have like a little stamp that's on the cheese that says like not, you know, comes from cows, not treated with RBST. And it's like that for my entire life. Yeah. I've always seen like stamps on food that says like, oh, it doesn't matter if it was treated with RBST because there's no significant, you know, correlation in that affecting anybody. So even if it was just shut up, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. But now they actually have like a stamp on food that says like, no, it wasn't treated with this growth hormone. I was like, what? That's crazy. So now you're actually admitting that this is bad for us. But like, still though, like, huh? <laughs> like, what? Also, it's just, you know it's crazy. That the, like the milk lasts way Forever. longer now. Than Forever. It was it's so weird. Like, wait, what? So weird. How did this change? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm just not going to drink it. That's disgusting. <laughs> and like, no thanks. And like Mia has always said, like, what? Like the thought process of like we're the only mammals who like drink another mammals mammals milk, milk? <laughs> like weird all these so mammals weird. drink their own you know like their own animals milk they don't like it's not like you're giving a cow goat's milk and vice versa but then, yeah but then like it that. also stops once they're not babies anymore like we're the only right, right mammals on earth that drink other other mammals milk first off but then also after we're babies like Huh? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't. And I think like, and like you were like, you're talking about like the labeling. Like I, we watched like that one documentary on Netflix about the fishing. Um, I can't remember mm. what it's called off the top of my head. Um, Was it and yeah, fairly. Yeah, it came out after like the the farming one. Like the it's like the same premise as that, but it's like not the meat industry. It's like the fish industry. But like that, these companies like 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 you like you look at like a can of tuna fish, and they're like, this was a fresh tuna from like, and you're like, wild no, caught? Like, no, was it? Yeah, wild caught. And like they said in this document, there's so yeah. many like things that they have found that says that like that they have proven that it is not wild caught and like it like yep or like that it's they're the putting other types of fish in it like oh yeah that's just a fuck that's mm-hmm. a fucking just you scheme if i've ever seen worse oh for sure owns the subsidiary or the or the smaller company that says what it is if it says organic look at who owns who and then the that mm. master yep. company, you can't. I don't know. I, I you just can't really trust it. You can't trust them. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. There was something that I saw <laughs> not too long ago. I mean, they they always come out, you know, different lists about like you know, oh, this company is owned by this and this blah, blah blah. But it was like specifically on like natural foods. It's like if you go to like Whole Foods or like we have here natural grocers. So it's like a same thing you have the same food but it's like far less expensive so like that's usually where we go but like it's so important to look at like who actually owns these companies because there was like a whole list of like i don't know 50 health food companies and it's like they're all in the store and like the store specifically is like very intense about like what they actually have in the store so like they're very good on like usually doing research on like who owns this company like is this actually like a natural food is it like just kind of a scam, like, you know, that kind of thing. And they usually don't have anything in the store if it's not truly like a natural food product. And a lot of the food is like very minimally processed, et cetera. But there was a whole list of like 50 health food companies and it showed like 
which ones were like recently bought and it's companies like alba um you know like Mm -hmm. cascadian farms that does like a lot of like the frozen fresh food and stuff like that and like all of them are bought out by like nestle or you know you know monsanto but you know just like all sorts of random like you know not good companies like so it's like you can't you can't trust any of it anymore not that you really could to begin with but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like and like i think you said earlier lexi like it's like it's like a whole like you're saying like the conspiracy behind it but i think that goes into like what we were even talking about last time when we were talking about like pharmaceutical medications and like meds that are like made in a lab and then the same with food or processed foods or foods that have all of these things in them that like really our bodies don't want and like what's the goal like what's the end game is it and i think what it is is just it's it's just a whole revolving door of processed Mm -hmm. food you feel like crap Mm -hmm. you get sick you have chronic things all these things and then you need these drugs to fix it all or just i don't know not fix it because we're not fixing it but we're gonna just suppress that symptom but that's what they tell you yeah yeah and that's what they Mm -hmm. tell you and like the correlation between what you eat so like gut health and then overall health is like absolutely astounding like over the last 15 years if there's one thing that i've learned that like if i could tell anybody about it is like actually look at what you're eating, what you're putting into your body and how your gut health is because your gut is like the for like it's the like ground zero for like literally everything in your body. Like if you're having anything, if you're having acne, if you're having chronic fatigue, if you're having issues with your joints, chronic pain, flare-ups, like literally anything, it goes all all of it goes back to your gut. And just very simply I think without diving too far into my little tinfoil hat, <laughs> if you think about it, the, the main goal for everybody in the pharmaceutical industry, right, in society is to keep us sick. So if by making sure that what we're putting into our bodies is not actually good for us and it's causing sickness, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm plant-based, but it's like, okay, well, a lot of times the vegetables, just the same as the meat, vegetables you get from the grocery store, almost 100% of the time are going to have glyphosate on them. A lot of the times the seeds are going to come from Monsanto. A lot of times, like, they're just going to be covered in other pesticides and other things. Like, all of these things are just meant to keep and repress our bodies from allowing them to do what they're supposed to do. Like, our bodies have the amazing ability to heal themselves. The only thing that they need, like, if you're sick or if you have an issue, nine times out of ten is another food or another natural remedy or herbal medicine or something like that. And then, you know, you help yourself and you get through it. But now so many of us were so sick to the point that our bodies can't do that themselves anymore. And so many people don't know that. So then they go and they get the medication from the doctor. And that just makes it even worse. Like, it's just a continuous repetitive cycle. And you don't even know where to start. Because, like, there's so many issues that it's like, I don't know. And there's so much misinformation. Exactly. There's so much misinformation. There's so much, like... You know, some like I've actually heard from mainstream media, like, oh, you can't trust, you know, the conspiracy theorists and the tinfoil hat wearers that yeah. tell you that all you need to do is just have vitamin C to get over this cold. Like, no, you definitely need to go get this medication. Like, they're wrong. Like, imagine, and I always try and remember too, like where we started. Like, the reason why my family and I started on this kind of journey, and the reason why I know so much about health and wellness and like all that kind of stuff and food is because we've had such a terrible run with it. Like we have like so much stuff like genetically, but then 
also too, like, you know, my mom was in such a dire place that it was like, it was an emergency. It was like SOS time. And it was like the only other thing that we hadn't tried that we were thinking like, maybe this could work was food. And once we Mm -hmm. started on that path, like all of our lives have gotten, you know, monumentally better since then. Mm -hmm. But it's like, again, like I said before, like we know all this stuff, but also at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, I know all this stuff, but also like, sometimes it's easier just to go and get like a burger from wherever or grab some chicken or, you know, grab that like processed food because it's just easier. So it's like, I don't know. It's interest. It's an interesting dichotomy that we kind of run to because it's like, yeah, some of us do know this, but then also at the end of the day, like we're still eating crap and things that we know aren't going to be very good for us, but it's like, so why do we, why do we allow that to happen? You know, like, I feel like there are other areas in our lives where it's like hard stop, like, no, we're not going to do this. But then on there's, the same hand, it's like, what about food? Cause that's the same this, idea. There's a, well, there's a theory that I recently read and I started thinking about it even deeper. Um, if there's the, if there's people who think future uh, more into the future about like, well, if I make this decision, it will affect my future X, Y, and Z. There's some people that are just hardwired that way. And then there's, I think the majority of people are not hired that way, wired that way in every, every aspect that they're thinking of. So like for me, I realized, oh, well, if I start thinking about if I eat this one thing, how would it affect X, Y, and Z in the long term? Will I stop eating it? Will I change my habit to something else? And I noticed that I decided uh, like a couple months ago I will never, ever have McDonald's again, for example. Um, and good for you. Every time I That's see awesome. McDonald's, now, I think to myself, I made a promise to myself that I'm not going to eat McDonald's. So I'm not going to go there, <laughs> even for the French fries. <laughs> I'm not going to go for the French fries. <laughs> it lasts me about forever. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I, I wonder, like, that's not, like, that's not easy. Let me tell you. I fucking uh-huh. love I love fast food. <laughs> um, not that I, maybe maybe because I didn't grow up on fast food, but it just tastes so good. <laughs> um, it does, and they do it on purpose. I mean, look at Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A is riddled with sugar. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's something that plays a small role in all this. Is that we're just so it, the convenience of something that you could just grab and eat versus oh, I'm going to have to make this thing. Um, or I'm gonna have to cut this up and do something with it. It just this is hardwired in everything that we do here, at least in the states. I'm not sure everywhere else, but you know. Mm-hmm. If you well, I mean, that's time. actually a good point, though, because like you think about like Spain or like mm-hmm. European countries. I'm thinking Spain specifically, and I can speak on this as authority. But you know, they have siestas. Everybody mm-hmm. goes home in the middle of the day and the whole point is so that you can go and make a meal instead of going out somewhere you go and you make a meal you have it you make it for yourself you take a little snooze and then you come back to work or you finish up your work at home or whatever but it's like that is hardwired into their society you know slowing down and like actually working with food instead of just being like okay rush 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 go 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 which i think is how our society has been that's why we're saying like yeah. we're all programmed and hardwired to just be like, oh, this is easier. Even, like, I don't know about you guys, but did y'all have time periods for lunch where it was like you only had 20, less than 30 minutes to eat 
and that's it. Yep. And then you go back, go back to your next class. That's, yep. that's crazy. And then like, yep. I wonder why people eat so quickly. Uh-huh. And even now, and that, and I mean, like, not for nothing, like, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, you go. I was going to say, even now, like in corporate, like you get, mm-hmm. like, I was gonna say it's mandated thing. that you, <laughs> that you have a 30 minute lunch break. Uh-huh. And like, I know for me, That's like it. when I go to work, like, I don't, like, even when I'm taking lunch, people are still calling me. People still want things done. Like I'm not actually getting a break unless I leave the building. Yep. I'm not getting uh-huh. a lunch break. And <laughs> Mm-hmm. but also that same concept is like you're like okay i only have 15 minutes till the next meeting or i gotta do this or that and then so you're just like shoving it all in and then mm-hmm. you feel like crap or like you didn't even get to enjoy like what you did have and like yep and and, not and i think in that the actual digestion and like the like crap that that does to your body just to eat that quickly it's so bad for you it's so bad right for you. Right. What and then you don't even, and then you miss the trigger too mm-hmm. that tells you when you're full. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I am notoriously known to be a slow eater because I like to talk a lot when I eat. It's just a thing that I do. <laughs> That's so good. Like, That's so good. Yeah. Like, we'll go out to dinner and like, I am talking, talking, and people are like, are you going to eat? Are you going to eat? And like, I'll eat like half of my plate while everybody else is just like shoveling it in. Shoveling down. But like, when I take my time, I realize that like, yeah, I only needed like half of what I actually made. And like, oh yeah, realizing that from the get go and not even making all that food in the first place would be even better. But well, then you have leftovers. That's fine. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> but I think too, like, and I think something too that like, I like, I know like, Alex, like, I don't know as far as like you, like if you cook a lot, like in your house, like I know, like I do most of the cooking here because I like Mm -hmm. to, and I know Lexi that you do too, but like I have turned cooking, like as far as like, so like steering away from that and then moving into the energy of the, that you're putting into the food. So like, then go back to like corporate, right? So you just worked your day. You're most likely pissed off by the time you get home and now you got to feed your family. And you're like, fuck this. I don't want to do it. And so you're just mad and you're throwing things together and you're putting all that in and you feed it to your family. And then your family's all mad and angry. (laughs) And then you wonder why. And like, so we now have this rule in our house that like, if I'm in a bad mood or whoever the person is that's cooking, what often it's me. And if I'm in a bad mood or I'm in a bad space, I'm not allowed to touch the food to make it. I have to go fix my shit (laughs) before... I prepare a meal because it's not fair for everybody else to eat the bad energy that I'm putting into it. But like, I don't think anybody ever think, and I never thought about that until very recently of like the, basically you're ingesting like stress and negativity and anger and all of these negative emotions that somebody is putting in where like, if you just actually like, if and like a lot of times, like it's like, the moms of the household and like they like cooking but they just don't want to do it monday through friday because they're just fed up and i don't you can't really blame them either but like and if you but if you actually put your love and good energy into your food like what does that do like oh yeah just imagine that and so like we uh, like i've created this whole like ritual around my my cooking and thanking the food that is coming from the earth that I'm getting and for letting me use it and eat it and nourish our bodies 
and all of these things. And Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody ever really thinks about much of that. I know I like the house. No, I I didn't think about that. that. Definitely was not thought about. (laughs) No, yeah, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, yeah, I do the same thing. And also too, like I add light language to making my food. I also add it in too before I eat something, because for me, like I know just scientifically, like I know that I have issues with, there's a gene called MTHFR that I know that we've talked about outside of the podcast and stuff like that, but I have that gene and basically it just keeps my body from being able to process things the way that it's supposed to. So for me, I've been very insistent and very diligent on, and I don't say it out loud either. Like that's something too, that I think a lot of people are like, oh man, I don't want to do that because I don't want to look like a freak or, you know, I don't want to, you know, whatever. But like when I'm making food, like I'll say it, but then like when we go to sit down, like I'm just kind of like setting intention and just saying in my head. And for me, it's like, okay, great. Like now my food is blessed and my food is going to nourish me and my body is going to know exactly what to do with it because it does. Just because there's a gene doesn't mean that it doesn't know or it forgot. Like it does know. I just need to do the right things for it. And at least for me, like I have noticed a significant difference in my digestion, like significant. Whereas like, you know, over Thanksgiving, like we initially started talking about, like I felt like crap. I felt so bad. And it's like the food that we were eating wasn't like horrible. It wasn't like, you know, overly processed and it wasn't like really bad. Like there were definitely like some years that, you know, growing up we were having food and it's just like, oh my God, this is the worst food ever for any of us to be eating. So it wasn't like that bad, but even so I just did not feel good. And it's like, because I wasn't doing any of that stuff, you know, I didn't, I prepared it with the same intention and stuff like that. But also I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just going to shove this food in my face and like not, you know, bless it or use light language or do anything to it. And then I just felt terrible. So it's like double combo of not being good and also just not doing that stuff to it either. It's been kind of crazy. There is something to it. I think that's that's where like the process. Go ahead, Alex. Oh, no. I was just going to say that the, there are a lot of cultures outside of obviously the religious culture, the religion, but there are a lot of cultures, even ancient ones that have Mm -hmm. some sort of blessing to their food before they eat it. Um, also Mm -hmm. joined with everybody else in their community, but, um, there's something to be said by doing that and to hold that kind of honor for what you're putting into your body, because what you put in, obviously it's fuel. Yeah. It's It's not just food. It's fuel for your body. And when, I think when you think about it that way, it makes Mm -hmm. that choice and that decision to be like, Hey, should I eat this McDonald's or not? Mm, Probably not. Like that's not going to be good for my fuel. (laughs) Like that's not a good source of fuel. That's like putting corn syrup in your car like that's not gonna work (laughs) (laughs) and I think too that's the difference between like growing your own food like if you have the ability to like have a garden and grow your own food and like the like you're proud of that like you're like I grew a whole tomato and it's I know where it came from I know that nothing bad got put on it I know it didn't come from halfway across the world like and so like, you can be proud of that. And so when you are thankful for that, you're like, wow, like I, this is like a lot of work that went into this. But like, when you're just pulling everything off the shelves, which the majority of us do, especially like when you live in areas where you have cold months and you can't garden, you know, year round, but like, it's it just, does. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dog will eat it all. <laughs> the dog will eat it all. <laughs> Put it on <up> somewhere. 
make, make he, a little he, greenhouse, right? Yeah. He also like, loves the plant-based diet. Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's our that's plan is like so, once, yeah. once we're up at the, once we're up at the property yeah. to, you guys to build so like, much like combine yeah. with the other people who are like the other family members who are up there and like go in on a big greenhouse. Cause like we all like to do it. So why not? Something that you can do year round. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's why my mom and my stepdad moved to Kentucky. I mean, they can't, where we are in Colorado, like the way that the sun is during the year, you physically are almost, it's, it's almost impossible to have anything grow out here. Like our soil mm-hmm. freezes, it's frozen until like April, most people are like already done with like their first round of gardening at that point. Like it's just, it's almost impossible to grow anything out here. And like, especially in the cities and stuff, like you can't have chickens, you can't have like dairy cows or sheep or goats or anything like that. So it's like, unless you're blessed (laughs) with an opportunity to be in an area like that, like for you guys or like for my parents, like they're on a farm right now, like literally on a farm. I think you have like six and a half acres or something like that. They just got chickens last weekend. They agree, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, it's it's just, it's crazy. Like, if you don't have those opportunities and those options, like, what's the next best step, you know? Like, what's, like, the next alternative for you? Right. And, like, and then, like, we've talked, like, we've talked about, too, like, like, we are, like, we buy bulk in, like, avocados. We love them. And, but, like, then you look on the label, and almost everything, even, like, our fruit, anything you get, it's not from here, most of it comes from Mexico or Peru or somewhere where they can grow it year round. And then you're like, how did that get from there to here? And like your avocado is still not even ripe. It's not even ripe. Like I got to put these things in a paper bag to ripen them up to be able to actually eat them within a week. And like a lot of produce from the grocery store is covered in wax. Yeah, so a lot of it's covered in wax and like a lot of like I always remember too the apples. It's like apples during apple season, right? Like that's one thing that we both miss so much from living in New York. Like there's not many things for me personally, but like, you know, the apple season in New York was like ah, so good. But like right. most of the apples that you see on the shelves in the grocery store, you can guarantee it's almost two years old at that point. Because from time of picking, they put them into this like horrible wash that puts just wax all over them and then they freeze them. And usually they're frozen somewhere for a year. And then like the next year they pull them out and they're ready to be put on the shelf. So it's like, oh yeah, that apple looks amazing. It looks so good, but it's covered in crap. It's usually from a farm that has, you know, a bunch of pesticides that it uses, which is the reason why it looks absolutely perfect. And then you have wax all over it. And most people just eat those apples, not realizing they're ingesting all the chemicals and all the wax on it. It's just wild to me. Absolutely wild. Yeah. And like, that's just gross. <laughs> right? Like, ew. <laughs> it's so <Fuck>. terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like the fact that that's allowed. Like what? Huh? But I don't know. I'm okay with that. And then, like, you even look on, A lot of people don't know it. They don't know. Right, right. And you look at, like, if you look at, like, you can have the same food here, like, even a processed food, right? A package of cookies or chips or something here and somewhere halfway across the world, and the ingredients are completely different. 
because yeah, totally different. They have regulations that don't allow all mm-hmm. of these chemicals and dyes mm-hmm. and all these things to go into mm-hmm. these foods. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're just like, yeah, yeah it's fine. we're doing the best we can over here. You know, we are. I just <laughs> came top of the Mexico. top of the food chain. Yeah. Well, I, I just came back from Mexico a couple of weeks ago and on all of the sodas and, and chips and all, all kinds of like bag stuff and sweets, there's a huge warning label at the top, excess sodium, excess sugar. And it's huge, big label right on the front. And you're like, oh, should I eat this? Maybe should I shouldn't I eat this. this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's like, and but, that's you know, like, the like exact most- same it's the same, and same that's like, like in potato chips, yeah, yeah, and Great. that's like in New York City, like in certain cities, like they have to now like label what the nutritional value of like certain foods are, and like that's not everywhere though in New York State. It's only like in New York City, like they have to do that. So you go to a restaurant and you you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get that burger and fries, and you look at it and you're like, oh no, I'll take the salad. Oh, like, God, maybe not. Like, yeah, <laughs> I I want the McDonald's that doesn't have what the Big Mac calories are next to it because it's just way easier to eat it without knowing and pretend uh-huh. like you're naive to it instead of actually like reading the 3000 calories and then saying yes I will take that Big Mac now so and it's going to be so good that they put more than one serving in a bag of chips usually right what is that <laughs> I've always thought that I'm like why is there more if the serving size is x why 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 do I have this big giant thing no one's just gonna eat a serving size of whatever like right. just stop stop and they know it right they know it and on and on that note now that you mentioned like the chip the bag size when I was at like, the store the other <laughs> when I was at the store the other day I couldn't figure it out now it all makes sense <laughs> that <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> that. <laughs> like, you go to the chip aisle, right? And then it's, like, you have the normal size bag, then you have the family bag, then you have the party size bag. So you got, yeah. like, three different sizes of the same thing. And the one that's on sale is the party size bag. It's cheaper every time. than the smallest every bag. Every time. Why? But now that mm-hmm. we've had this conversation, I know why. Hello? Well, buy the bigger bag mm-hmm. because you're just going to eat more shit mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in when it comes to the sugary sodas and the chips you'll always notice that the bigger bag is cheaper than the smallest uh either container or bag because the what they're making money on i believe is the what's the container the emptiness they, of- they lose yeah so mm-hmm. they they lose money and this is actually something because i used to work at burger king when i was in high school and that's something that always stuck with me was just knowing that like most fast food places, most restaurants, most pretty much everywhere, loses money on the actual food itself because it's more expensive for them to actually produce or, you know, provide the food than it is for other things like drinks or desserts or packaging. So most of the time, like like if you go like to a fast food restaurant or something, you want just like you can't just buy a cup. They're still gonna charge you the same size, like the same amount of money, like the dollar twenty-seven or whatever it is, for like the large cup, even though like you just want the cup itself, because that's what they're actually making money on. They can't actually make money on the food itself. So anything that they're serving is going to be like adjusted for price that way. And that's the exact same thing for packaging because they're losing money on the food that's inside. The only way that they're gonna make money is from the packaging. So if they have that family size bag and there's like 
two thirds of it that's full of air. I literally just opened up a bag of chips from Thanksgiving, y'all, and like more than two thirds of it was air. I was pissed. I was so mad. I'm like, what is this? Because it was like, you know, five or six dollars for a stupid thing of chips because it was like a big old thing of chips. Most of it's empty. But remembering though, too, like we're saying. Right. Exactly. So you're like really getting the same volume. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. It's it the exact same thing. The- yeah. It just looks like it's bigger. It looks like you're getting a bigger, a better deal. And pe- and they know that. They know that. Like, don't get me started on the marketing and the psychology behind food mm. and grocery stores. But like, that is a thousand percent the reason why they do it. Alex, I mean, <laughs> I think you've, you've talked about that before, Alex, haven't you? As yeah. far as like, because you've been involved in like marketing for yeah. food, yes. so like the, for different that companies. Is- that is a it is a thing, and I I would say that it's gotten worse. Um, you notice, like mm-hmm. I think Chips Ahoy cookies is a perfect example. Um, back in the day, the Chips Ahoy cookie was like I don't know three inches, maybe. No, I don't have Seven, a blue. They were decent, yeah, larger, they were decent size, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, the now they're pack- like that big. <laughs> and now they're like a little larger than a quarter. <laughs> And you're like, wait, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And they taste. Oh yeah, it's crazy. What is this? It's worse. Yeah, so they're disgusting. Like, ingredients yeah. are worse. It's smaller. The bag is now costing me like three times the amount it did ten years ago. What's going on here? And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't notice, um, because I think a, a, like another layer to all this total tangent here is that once you're hooked on a certain brand or whatever it may be you don't question it anymore. You just keep going because that's <laughs> the brand that you always get or the brand that you're hooked on yep. or your family's on or whatever it may be. Um, uh-huh. You got your Coke family, you got your Pepsi family, you got your, the ones that like all and the And there are people that will literally fight to the death about Coke yeah. or Pepsi. Like fight to the death. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. We, can, we can call this <laughs> the, the next section of that could be all about the brands <laughs> of all this. Right. <laughs> Um, I love it. Food. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it's and like, it's, and so, it's like color a- on your psychology too. Mm. And they use certain words. Um, and they, they show yep. you certain imagery. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people want to feel a part of something. So it's all, yep. it's all just to get you hooked, basically. Yep. In retrospect, Alex, like working in, like working for that type of stuff, does it, now like does it bother you that like you it's, it bothers me i had to get i had to stop doing that because right it's, it doesn't feel good to know um yeah no, it, it's kind of cool to to see what the next new thing is but it doesn't feel good to know that it's all just a, a make-believe lie none of this mm. stuff is good for you none of it Mm-mm. there you have it there it is. None of it is good for you. <laughs> Grow your own food. Grow your own food. Make your own food. And don't put your bad, shitty energy into it either. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. 